premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible, as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Rusiello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Well, hey there, folks. This is Joe Russiello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And you know, folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. All right. And we are broadcasting live from the Asylum Studios here in the, in the bowels of southwest Texas in the beautiful city of Eagle Pass. Now, folks, I hope that you made it to church this morning. I hope that when you got to church, your pastor was on fire for the Word of God today. And I pray that the Lord blessed you with a wonderful message from the King James Bible. And I also hope and I pray that when you left church, you left with a renewed love for the Word of God and a deep-rooted desire to see the lost and the dying of this world get saved. Folks, thank you for being with us today on our Sermon Sunday broadcast. Well, you know, it's uh, Memorial Day weekend, and, uh, you know, as millions remember the sacrifice of some and the death of many, the majority of Americans, sadly to say, just look forward to the holiday weekend as a time of recreation. And that's really what it is more than anything else today. And uh, sadly, you know, most of these folks won't even think of or maybe even give a moment's thought to God's memorials. Did you know that God has memorials? And his memorials are living. All of man's memorials will one day turn to dust. You know, they'll just end up being no more, but not God's. God has some memorials that will go on for eternity. And there are several of them. There's more than 30 of these memorials mentioned in the Word of God, and uh, there's more of them than we have time to look at today, but we're going to examine some of them as we uh, open up the Word of God this afternoon. Now, before we get into our message for today, I'm going to ask you to do just two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, and when you get over there, head over to the contact section, open up that web form, and why don't you send us over a message? Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And also, please, don't forget to send over those prayer requests. I really do look forward to getting them, and I look forward to taking time uh, to pray over them with you and for you. So please, don't forget to send those over. Now, if you don't like to use the web form, that's fine. You could always email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. 
Now, folks, also, while you're on the website, if you would, would you please look for that Support This Podcast button? And when you find it, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set it up for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. You could also, you know, if you can't do a, a monthly recurring contribution, I know it's hard to commit to something like that today, but if you can, you can also make a one-time contribution by clicking on the Waygiver button or by scanning the Cash App QR code, which is also on our website. So why don't you pray about it? And if the Lord leads you to do it, and if these podcasts and these live broadcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, and if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way, and I would be extremely thankful for it. Now, as always, folks, before we get any further into the show, I always want to take a moment here to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for a number of different things. But most importantly, I want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for saving me. 23 years ago, the Lord Jesus Christ uh, moved circumstances and uh, situations around in my life to grab my attention and to uh, draw me into himself. He uh, moved certain people into the path of my life that uh, gave me good gospel witness and that challenged my thinking on a number of different things uh, related to the Scripture, related to the Lord. And uh, eventually he led me to a radio program very similar to ours right here, and uh, through that radio preacher, uh, he, he let me know that I was on my way to hell and that I didn't have to go there, that all I needed to do was put my full faith, trust, and confidence in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it'll be 23 years ago, this coming July, that I made that decision, and it's a decision that I will never, ever, ever regret. Now, yeah, I've had my moments where uh, I've stumbled along the way and I've stumbled in my walk. I've had plenty of uh, uh, times where I have disappointed the Lord. Uh, And that's probably the worst feeling in the world when you know that you've disappointed the Lord. And uh, but every time, every single time, my unfaithfulness came through the Lord always showed just how much more faithful he is in his promise to help me, to stand me up on my feet, to dust me off, and to carry on. So I want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for saving me. I also want to say thank you to the Lord for allowing me to have this ministry. This, is, uh, this isn't me. This isn't uh, you and I. This is the Lord's ministry. And uh, it's a tremendous privilege uh, that uh, he has entrusted this to us. And I am extremely thankful for that wonderful opportunity. I also want to say thank you, of course, to all of you who uh, support us prayerfully. God bless you for your prayers. Thank you so much for them. Please continue to pray for this ministry. Please continue to pray for, uh, for my family. Please continue to pray for me as we go forward uh, with the ministry that the Lord has provided to us. You know, once you start uh, walking down the, the path that the Lord has set up for you, you can guarantee that you are going to have a huge target put on your back. And, uh, you know, all the fiery darts of the wicked will be flying in your direction. And uh, I'm not going to say over the last several months that there hasn't been a lot of difficulty and a lot of trouble going on uh, in my personal life. But you know what? The Lord has shown himself faithful. He's kept me uh, sustained through it all. And, uh, and 
honestly, if it wasn't for the Lord, I don't think I'd be sitting here today uh, broadcasting episode number 98 of the Sword of the Spirit podcast. So again, thank you uh, for your prayers. Please, please keep those prayers coming. I also want to say thank you to all of you who support us financially already. God bless you for your, your financial support. We really do appreciate it. Your support has helped us keep everything going here. And uh, it's been a real blessing uh, for us, and, and I hope and I trust it's a blessing to you as well. I also want to say thank you to every single one of you who listen on, a, on an everyday basis. Uh, our plays and our downloads have been incredible. I was looking at some of the numbers this morning that uh, I had emailed to me, and uh, on uh, on our host platform, our our numbers have gone up over almost 20% over the last month. And that is huge for for us. And I am so thankful to all of you for, uh, for your help in getting us there. But listen, friends, wherever you're listening, please, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this with your friends, your family, and your followers, and help us continue to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, folks, how about we get to some announcements? All right, so I'd like to remind you of our Thursday night Bible study. Well, we've been going through the book of Revelation for the last uh, almost 14 weeks, and uh, 15 weeks, I'm sorry, and uh, it's been a real blessing, and I hope you've been able to catch at least a couple of the shows that we've done uh, with the book of Revelation. Uh, last week, we uh, had an incredible study in Revelation chapter 13, and, and we really did venture off into the twilight zone at one point, and uh, went even further than that to the outer limits. Now, some of you will understand where that's coming from, and I probably dated myself uh, much more than I probably have in the past. But um, uh, Revelation 13 really proved to be a challenge of a study. And, uh, yeah, we went a little bit long on it. Uh, we went a little bit long. We went over an hour long. and uh, But it needed to get out there, and we needed to put that whole thing together in one episode because it would have just not flowed properly, and you would have lost a lot of uh, what we were talking about. But... Uh, so, uh, again, thank you for uh, all of you who stuck with it as we went through the live broadcast and then, of course, in the plays and the downloads after. that was, It's been amazing. Uh, now, coming up this coming Thursday, Lord willing, we'll be getting into Revelation chapter 14. And uh, I'm hoping that it's not going to be as long as, uh, as the last one. I know a two, two-and-a-half-hour podcast is hard, to, is hard to really sit through, um, especially when I'm talking because I have a tendency to kind of just drone on and drone on and drone on. But uh, uh, if you're interested in catching the uh, Thursday night Bible study, you can do that by heading over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. We have a neat little player on our homepage. You can listen to it right there. Or if you, uh, if you want to go over to our host site, you can check us out on spreaker.com. Just search for the Sword of the Spirit podcast. And uh, that is Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And... Uh, the uh, podcast version will be uploaded shortly after the live broadcast comes to an end. 
Also, we ought to remind you of our Sermon Sunday broadcast, which is what we're doing today, uh, every Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, you could also find us on SwordOfTheSpiritPodcast.com if you want to listen in live, or you can find us on Spreaker.com at the Sword of the Spirit Podcast. All right. Now, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you are looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, why don't you consider paying us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. And our Wednesday night Bible study is at 7 p.m. For more information, all you need to do is log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and once you find us, you'll get a lot of really helpful information, and you'll also find episodes of this podcast. And of course, we always want to say thank you to the folks at First Baptist Church for allowing us the opportunity to post the show on the church's Facebook page. And of course, also a very big thank you to our pastor and, our, and my good friend, John Monk, uh, for all of his encouragement, for all of his support, for his prayers, and uh, also for allowing us to uh, post the show on the church's Facebook page. Now, folks, if you are interested in prepping or learning about prep- prepping and self-preparedness, I would like to recommend to you the Contra Radio Network. The Contra Radio Network is a single podcast that houses nearly a dozen talented podcast and vidcast hosts and artists from around the country who release content daily. The Contra Radio Network podcast releases 15 to 20 shows a week, depending on the current events, and there are no issues that are off limits. You want a breakdown of current events? We got it. You plan on going through the rapture? Well, then you're going to want to know more about preparedness and self-sufficiency. You want a guy driving around ranting like a lunatic? Well, you know what? We got that too. You want to hear about politics, you want more Bible studies, you want to hear about sports, camping, firearms, and more, the Contra Radio Network has it all covered in spades. How do you find them? Well, you can find the Contra Radio Network on all of your podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And you could also find them at www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. Dot best. Friends, I'd also like to tell you about Chase Tobin's Three Pillars podcast. Brother Chase is a good friend of mine, and he has a wonderful podcast out there uh, called the Three Pillars podcast, and that focuses on your personal growth utilizing the three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical. Chase drops a new episode every Friday morning, and you can find him on all of your major podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, I think he's on Amazon as well, Google Podcasts, and you can also find him on YouTube and Rumble for the uh, video version of his podcast. You should definitely check him out. It's worth the time. Great podcast. Also, speaking of another great podcast, you have the Busy Believer podcast. Uh, Sister Monica puts out it every Wednesday uh, morning a new episode for the Busy Believer. If you want something that's going to be uh, concise and direct and to the point, that's the one to go to. You can also find uh, the Busy Believer podcast on all of your major podcasting platforms as well. Now, folks, 
don't forget to head over to our website and sign up for the programming announcements subscription, which is on the uh, homepage. All that is is just an email list that we've been curating uh, that we will send out an email letting you know of any changes in the programming schedule, whether it's a, a time change, a day change, uh, if we're going to have a guest, or if there's going to be a delay in the broadcast starting. So uh, just you can get on that mailing list. It doesn't cost you nothing. It's absolutely free, and uh, we will be sure not to sell your information. We're not going to hand off your information. You're not going to get spam from us. You're just going to get the information uh, regarding uh, any changes in the programming. So head over to our website, com, and get on that mailing list. Now, also, while you're on our website, don't forget to head over to the Sword Swag section of our website. And uh, when you get over there, you're going to find some really nice stuff. You're going to find our wonderful Sword of the Spirit podcast uh, coffee mugs, which I have right here. I don't know if you heard the coaster just drop there. But um, the, uh, our Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mug you can get for a $25 contribution. And today's beverage of choice is some really great, great hot coffee because I feel like I need it today. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad at all. And uh, you could also get one of these really nice Sword of the Spirit podcast T-shirts that I'm wearing right now for a $35 contribution. All you need to do is just click on the info button, send us over the, what you're looking for, and I'll send you back the link to where you can make your contribution. And as soon as all that stuff clears up, we'll get it sent out right to you. All right, folks. Well, uh, we're already at uh, the uh, break point, our first break point of the afternoon. So this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. And when we come back from this break, we will be getting into our prayer lists. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening. Hello and welcome to the Three Pillars Podcast. My name is Chase Tobin, a.k.a. Tobinator the Motivator, and I'm happy to have you here with me. This podcast is focused on a holistic approach to growth using the three pillars of fitness. Those are spiritual, mental, and physical fitness. Using these three pillars, we will build a foundation which we can all grow to be better uh, human beings on our walk with each other and our walk with the Lord. So without further ado, welcome to the Three Pillars Podcast.
Amen. Amen and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Folks, we are going to get into our prayer list right now. And uh, as always, we start off with those folks on our prayer list that are in need of salvation. And then uh, we'll go down our sick list, and then we have some general prayer requests, and then our unspoken prayer requests, and uh, then we'll be getting into today's message. Now, uh, for those that are on our list for salvation, we're still still praying for my mom, Diane, uh, for her salvation. We're praying still for David in uh, New York City for his salvation. We're praying, of course, for all of the unsaved members of the Baldino family. We're praying for uh, Manuel's mother. Uh, She needs to get saved. Uh, Sharon needs to get saved. And uh, Adam's father needs to get saved. Now, folks, again, I know it's like a broken record, but uh, it's so important that we understand this, that salvation is the single most important decision you will ever make in your life in your life. And the reason why it's so important is because it has eternal consequences. What you do with Jesus Christ has eternal consequences. You can reject Jesus Christ, you can reject the gospel message, and then you will find yourself in hell. Or you could accept this wonderful free gift that God has provided for you and spend eternity in glory, in heaven, with the Lord. The choice is really yours. God gave you a free will to decide for yourself where you're going to go. It's so important that you make this decision, and you need to make it now. The window of opportunity to get saved by grace alone is closing. And one day, very soon, very soon, The church is going to be raptured out. And when that happens, this age of grace closes. And we enter a new dispensation for the tribulation period. Now, the dispensations are very simple. It's just how God deals with man for salvation during a specific period of time. We are in the dispensation of grace, the age of grace, the church age. Once this dispensation ends, the church age ends, we're going into another dispensation, and that is during the course of the tribulation. Now, during the course of the tribulation, you're not saved by grace through faith and nothing else. In the tribulation, you're saved by your faith and your works, by keeping the law. By, uh, by performing good works. Those that will endure to the end will be saved. Those that will be martyred will be saved. But you can also lose your salvation during the tribulation period. Now, if you lose your salvation, what you're going to end up going to hell. If you take the mark during the tribulation, you're going to go to hell. There is no coming back from that. There's no repenting of that. So, folks, now is the time to get saved because God made it so simple, so incredibly simple. It's just putting your full faith, trust, and confidence in the this, in this shed blood and the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's all it is. 
For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Call upon the name of the Lord. Call upon him today. Heavenly Father, we want to pray for those that are on our salvation prayer list, Lord. We want to pray for my mom, Diane. We're praying for David up in New York City. We're praying for all of the unsaved members of the Baldino family. Lord, we lift up Manuel's mother to you for salvation. We pray for Sharon, for her salvation. And Lord, we pray for Adam's father, for his salvation. Father, it is so important today that they get saved. And I pray, Almighty God, that you would open up an opportunity uh, for that to happen. Lord, maybe even before the show ends today. Father, I just pray that, uh, that you would have your perfect will done for them in their lives. And Lord, we just pray that that would be that they get saved today. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. And uh, going down our prayer list on our sick list, we are still praying for uh, Pastor Martin, uh, for, his, uh, for his, his vision. We're praying for his eczema. We're praying for his overall health. Uh, we're also praying for my mom, who is uh, still in the rehab up in New York City. Uh, we're praying also for my sister, Laura, who has a slipped disc in her back. We're praying for uh, Bernice, who's a sister in our church. Uh, Bernice has been fighting cancer for quite some time now, and we're just praying that uh, these treatments that she's undergoing right now will, uh, will, will help, and that we're also praying for the Lord to increase her appetite. Uh, she needs to eat. This way she can keep her strength going. We're also praying for Bernice's mom, Laura, uh, who also has been fighting cancer. We're praying for Janae, who has a heart condition. We're praying for Sharon, uh, who has cancer. We're praying for Martin Mata with lymphoma, Daniel Villarreal with leukemia. We're praying for Alex Ortiz uh, for uh, a condition with his breathing, uh, and uh, he has some issues with his brain as well. Uh, we're also praying for his son, Diego. We're praying for Hezekiah for uh, a, a recovery from the surgery that he had just a few weeks ago. And uh, we're also praying for Juan from San Antonio, who has uh, an aggressive and an advanced form of cancer. Going down to our uh, general prayer list, uh, we are praying uh, for the Martinez family uh, as they are continuing to uh, suffer the loss of, uh, of Jasmine uh, just last week. And uh, so we're going to continue to pray for the Martinez family that the Lord would bring comfort to them. We're also praying for my brother-in-law, Jude, uh, for his business up in New York City. We're praying for a good brother in Christ, Federico Salinas, and we're praying that the Lord will uh, continue to bless him and bless his ministry and his walk with the Lord and as he leads his family. We're also praying for, uh, for Brother Aldo, who, is, uh, who has a great business out here in Eagle Pass called Pro HVAC, and uh, we're praying that the Lord would prosper him and his business. Uh, we're praying for Angel. Angel, we've been praying for now for a little bit. She's been uh, she's been carrying her uh, her her first child, and today uh, uh, she is in delivery. So uh, we're going to pray for Angel that uh, her delivery would go well, and uh, there wouldn't be any complications to it, and that uh, she'll have a beautiful, healthy little baby. We're also praying for her husband Alex as uh, as Angel is in delivery. We're also praying for him for his his job and that the Lord would continue to use him as a good and faithful witness. We're also praying for Liz with a, uh, with a financial matter that she needs to have resolved. We're praying for Isabella for her walk with the Lord, and Jessica for her walk with the Lord. 
Then, of course, we have the unspoken prayers of our hearts, and those are the prayers that, you know, we might not have the exact words to describe the the specific need, or maybe it's something personal that we don't want to discuss all the details with, but uh, we know that the Lord knows exactly what those needs are. So uh, on today's uh, unspoken prayer list, we're praying for uh, Brother Hector, for his unspoken prayer request. We're praying for Angela for an unspoken. We're praying for Manuel also with an unspoken. We're praying for Larissa. We're praying for Eduardo Rodriguez. And we're also praying for myself for uh, an unspoken prayer need. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much, Lord, for all that you do for us. Lord, for those that are on our sick list, Father God, we pray that you would just uh, touch each one of them, Lord, that you would bring healing. Lord, that you would increase appetites. Lord, that you would uh, give strength. Lord, that you would provide that measure of grace that each one needs as they uh, go through the uh, medical conditions that have uh, pretty much laid them all up. Lord, we thank you so much that you are the great physician. And Lord, we commit these things to you because we know that you will heal. Lord, we know that you will respond. And Lord, we know that you will do all that you can for us, and we will thank you for it. Father, we also want to pray for uh, all of those that are on our general prayer list, and Lord, particularly we think of the Martinez family as they as they still go through uh, this mourning and the grief of, of losing Jasmine last week, and Lord, we pray that you would just impart to them that special, that special grace that they need to endure this very, very difficult time. Lord, we pray for them. Lord, we pray that you would just lift them up, and Lord, we pray that you would wrap your arms around them and bring comfort to them. Father, we pray for uh, for Jude and for uh, for Brother Aldo for their business. Lord, we pray for uh, Brother Salinas as he, as he leads his family. We also pray for Angel as, as she's in delivery today. Lord, we pray that you would just uh, help her through this, and Lord, that she would have a beautiful, healthy little baby. Lord, we pray for her husband Alex, and uh, we lift him up to you as. Uh, as he is going to be there now to support his wife and, and his newborn. And, Lord, we pray for his employment. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to use him in a mighty way. Lord, we pray for Isabella, Jessica, for their walks with the Lord. And, Lord, we also lift up Liz for that financial matter that needs to be resolved. Father, we thank you so much that you do hear us. And, Lord, that you have allowed us the opportunity to come before the throne of grace with our petitions. Father, and we think of those with the unspoken prayer requests. Lord, we think of Eduardo Rodriguez, we think of Brother Hector and Larissa, Manuel, Angela, and of course for myself, Lord, we just pray that you would just uh, that you would answer those prayers according to your perfect will for us and for our lives, and Lord, of course, that we would bring all of the honor and the glory that you so richly deserve uh, as, uh, as, as we endeavor to, to draw closer to you through these needs, and we will thank you for that. Father, now we also pray for, uh, for our nation. Lord, we lift up our country to you, Lord God, and we, Lord, we, have, we are a country that have, has drifted very far away from, from the word of God, and Lord, we are a country that, that is in rapid moral decline. Father, we just pray for our nation. We pray for our leaders, Lord. We pray for those that are in positions of authority. Lord, we pray that you would just uh, give them wisdom. We, Lord, we pray that you would raise up folks around them that know the Lord Jesus Christ and that can give them godly advice and counsel. Father, we pray for all of those families that have lost loved ones here on this Memorial Day. Uh, as we 
think on those folks that have sacrificed for our freedom, for our liberty. Uh, Lord, we just pray for those families. Lord, we ask you, God, to please bring comfort to them. Lord, we just thank you so much for those that sacrificed for us so that we could be here today to be able to speak the word of God over airwaves, over the internet. Lord, that, uh, that we still have the ability to, to, to preach and to teach on street corners without fear of, of uh, incarceration or harassment uh, from the government. And Lord, we pray that, um, that that would continue, Father God. And uh, Lord, we just thank you so much for all the blessings that you pour out upon us each and every day as undeserving as we are. Father, we thank you and we commit the rest of this day and the rest of this show to you. And we'll ask you to bless it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, folks, if you have any prayer requests whatsoever, please feel free to send them on over to us. You could do that through our website, sortofaspiritpodcast.com, and using that web form, or you can email them to me directly at info at sortofaspiritpodcast.com, and uh, we'll be sure to get those on our prayer list. Also, if you have an active and open Spreaker account and you are logged in, you could always jump into the chat room and you could drop in your prayer requests, any questions or comments that you might have there as well, and we will uh, respond to them accordingly. Now, folks, as this is uh, the Memorial Day weekend, uh, before we go to our second break and get into our preaching service for this afternoon, uh, we're going to take a moment to, uh, to remember those that have sacrificed uh, their lives, their bodies, for our liberty and our freedom in this amazing and great and wonderful country that we live in. So now, folks, just join me for a moment, and we'll be right back.
Oh, oh, oh. 
and welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. All right. Well, uh, we're going to take our, uh, our next break before we get into the uh, preaching service. And uh, that'll give you a chance to go get your King James Bible, maybe grab a cup of coffee or a refill. And when we get back, we'll be getting into today's message on God's memorials. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Busy Believer, where we bring the Bible study to you when life has got you on the run. This podcast releases every single Wednesday with 20 to 30 minute episodes featuring clear cut, straight talk in the Word of God and actual takeaways from every session. You can expect me, your host, Monica Hansen, on every episode, and you can find this podcast on any podcast app on the planet, such as Apple, Spotify, Amazon, just to name a few. And if you'd like to subscribe to me, you could do so by going to linktree forward slash warriorsofgod70. From Emmanuel's veins The sinner was plunged Beneath the flood And God saved Since then I walk in forgiveness And all of my guilt was erased The chains of the past are broken at last I got saved Oh, I got saved I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord I'm restored and made right He got a hold of my life I got Jesus How could I want more? I received nothing but goodness I've tested and tasted your grace I was so lost till I fell at the cross and got saved Oh, I got saved I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord I'm restored and made right He got a hold of my life I got Jesus, how could I want more? The love of God gave me His pardon The love of God won't let me stay the same The love of God holds me up higher His will is stronger, that's why I got saved I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus, I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I got Jesus. How could I want more? I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I got Jesus. How could I want more? I got Jesus. How could I want more? 
This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. Amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello. And, uh, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend. And uh, we're going to get started here with uh, episode number 98 of the Sword of the Spirit podcast. And we're going to be talking about God's memorials. Now, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Memorial Day, uh, as it's celebrated here in America, was originally known as Decoration Day. Well, it all began with the practice of decorating graves with flowers, and it allegedly began in 1868 in Waterloo, New York. And uh, basically what it was was an effort to recognize those who died in the war between the states. Uh, well, it, it's evolved over the years into honoring all of those who died in military service, but um, today many just choose to acknowledge loved ones, friends, and so on who have passed on. So uh, on May 26th, 1966, LBJ named Waterloo the birthplace of Memorial Day. And then that's when he declared it to be a national holiday. So if you wanted to know a little bit of the history of Memorial Day, there it is. There you got it. Now, as, uh, as millions remember the sacrifice of some and the, the death of many, the majority of Americans now just kind of look forward to, you know, the holiday weekend as simply just a time of recreation. And that's what it's become more than anything else. And, you know, and tragically, uh, most of those folks won't even think or, or give a moment's thought to God's memorials. Now, you know, we have the Washington Monument. We have the Lincoln Memorial. We have the Jefferson Memorial. We have... Uh, you know, the Vietnam, World War II, and, and then on and on it goes. And all of those things are appropriate, without a doubt. They're all appropriate. And I would endorse each and every one of those things as objects of observation and meditation. But did you know that God has memorials? And uh, his memorials are living. All of man's memorials will, you know, one day just crumble and turn to dust. There'll be no more, but not God's. 
not God's. God has some memorials that will go on for eternity. Now, the, there's more of them than we've got time to look at today. There's over 30 uh, memorials mentioned in the Scripture, believe it or not. Uh, but uh, what I'd like to do is today just look at a couple of them, uh, maybe four or five of them. And uh, we'll do that, and we'll start by taking our Bibles and turning to the book of Exodus, chapter 3. Exodus, chapter 3. Now, this is the very first one that shows up in your Bible, in Exodus, chapter 3. And when you get to Exodus, chapter 3, I want you to head over to verse number 13. Exodus, chapter 3, verse 13. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I am come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? Now, you have to keep in mind that Israel, at this point, has been in in Egyptian bondage for 400 years. And the Egyptians had all kinds of names for all kinds of gods. They had, I mean, multitudes of gods. Multitudes of gods. And, you know, they pretty much had a God for just about every occasion. And so it, it was natural in the mind of Moses to think that, well, you know, they're going to want to know the name of this God uh, that's sending him to them. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Now, that's an interesting name. That's a very unusual name. I am that I am. And he said, thus Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And God said, moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord your God, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. I am that I am. Now, if God is a spirit, if God is the creator, if God is the absolute sovereign, if God is an ultimate being of holiness and power, the only conclusive definition that one could give him would be, I am. Any and all other attempts to define God in other terms really just dissolve into incoherency. And I'm going to illustrate that, okay? Let's consider the scholar's efforts. Now, this is from the archives of uh, the University of Chicago. All right, I quote, God is the absolute whatness of the unmoved mover. Well, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. I have no idea what it means, but it must be brilliant. Because, you know, it came from the scholarship of the University of Chicago, Well, how about we also consider the archives of Columbia University? Here's what they said. God is the thinghood of the whatness. Now, if you have any idea what that means, then you, my friend, are dumber than I am. You know, Williams, in his commentary, said it about as well as anyone could have said it. He said, it is critical that I am be left as the text represents it, because I am gives a blank check to Israel and later to New Testament believers. Well, what does he mean by a blank check? 
Well, consider, for example, the words of the Lord Jesus. He said, I am the good shepherd. I am the door. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the Messiah. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the power. I am comfort. Jesus somehow identified himself in very clear terms with our text, which is a memorial, I am that I am. Now turn with me over to John chapter 8 in your New Testament. John chapter 8. You've got Matthew, Mark, Luke, then John. John chapter 8. Now in John chapter 8 and verse 58, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Hmm. I am. Now I want you to notice the reaction. Verse 59. Then took they up stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Now, the reaction is the result of the Pharisees and the Jews understanding exactly what Jesus meant and who he claimed to be when he said, I am. Now, a progression of this, just through the book of John, is incredibly instructive. Let's briefly take a look at it. Go with me over to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. I was told sometimes I need to slow down when I'm, when I'm teaching and preaching, so I'm trying to slow down. John, John chapter 6 and verse 35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. All right, verse 48. I am that bread of life. Well, let me ask you this. How would you interpret that? It's pretty clear, isn't it? That's pretty clear. Look in verse 51. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Now, I want you to notice the reaction here in verse 41. Notice the reaction. The Jews then murmured at, murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. Now, any time the Lord Jesus makes the declaration of being the great I am, there's opposition. There's always opposition to that. You know that every cult in the world tries to discount what Jesus said theologically. All right, but, you know, that's not all. Go with me to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. And verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. I am the light of the world. Now look at the reaction. Verse 13. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself? Thy record is not true. So the first thing they did was murmur. The second thing they did was call him a liar. Ah, you know, that can't be. Can't be. You're not telling the truth. All right, John chapter 10. I love these progressions. I really do. I love progressions in the Word of God. 
They are so incredibly insightful. All right, here's another one. John chapter 10, verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Now you see, way back in Exodus chapter 3, God declared his name to be, I am that I am. He said, you be sure to tell them I am sent you. And we get to the New Testament manifestation of that, and all of the light of God's heaven shines upon one person, one person, Jesus Christ. I am the good shepherd. Well, what's the reaction? <laughs> Look down in verse 19. There was a division, therefore, again, among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, He hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? So the first thing they did was murmur. The second thing they did was call him a liar. Now they're accusing him of being in league with and possessing a devil. Hmm. You know, it must be that some people deeply resent Jesus Christ claiming to be the great I am. Some folks have a real problem with that. All right, look in John 11. John 11 and verse 25. Jesus has received word that his good friend Lazarus has gotten sick and ultimately died. And Martha rushes out to meet him when he arrives. And in verse 25, Jesus says to her, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Well, you see, I am the bread of life. Okay, that's pretty good, right? Bread isn't too bad. And they murmured. I am the light of the world. Boy, we all need light, don't we? That's for sure. But they called him a liar. I am the good shepherd. He's got a devil. I am the resurrection and the life. And look at verse 46. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, what do we? For this man doeth many miracles. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. And one of them, named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, Ye know nothing at all, nor consider that, is it expe that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people, and that whole nation perish not. And this spake he not of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation. And not for that nation only, but that he should also gather together in one the children of God that were scattered abroad. Then from that day forth, they took counsel together for to put him to death. So finally, after they murmured, Finally, after they called him a liar, after they fin you know, finally after they said he's got a devil, finally, finally, they said, let's kill him. We've got to get rid of this guy, this imposter. Let's do away with him. He continues to make declarations about the great I am. The great I am. Well, this is a memorial to all generations. That's what Exodus 3 says. It's my name. 
It's a name that will be lifted up and magnified long after the memorials of this world are gone, disintegrated. Now, again, I'm, I'm all for patriotic, patriotic memorials. But, you know, you can only prop those things up for so long. Isn't that right? And then pretty soon, for one reason or another, they succumb to the elements and all the issues of time. And they disintegrate. Do you think the name of God will ever disintegrate? Well, let's get the opinion of the Apostle Paul. Take your Bible and look with me over in Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. God has his memorials. And you know what? I'm, for, I'm far more interested in his than in any of man's. And again, I'm not opposed to certain memorials. You know, I've, I, have, uh, I have pictures of the 9-11 memorials in my study. You know, I've been to the 9-11 memorial. I was there on 9-11. I lost friends on 9-11. But for all eternity, 9-11 will not be remembered, nor will any of the wars that mankind has fought. But the name of God, that's a name that lives forever. Look with me over in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Now, when you check out at the grocery store, you know, all the tabloids are, are on full display, right? And I'll be honest with you, I, I enjoy looking at them. I mean, I never buy them, <laughs> you know, but... When I'm standing in line and, and I'm waiting for somebody to figure out if they're going to be paying with SNAP or, or a credit card or cash or they're, or they're counting all the change in their wallets, I mean, have you ever been behind one of those ladies that, you know, take their purse and they just dump it out? You know, so, so I stand there and, and I look at all the tabloids and I see all of the, you know, so-called allegedly famous people in the world and, you know, all the things that they're up to. And you know what I find interesting about all that? About 90% of what you observe on the front, page of those, on the front page, pages of those tabloids has to do with sad, bad news. Very, very seldom, if ever, it's happy, good news. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's so-and-so getting a divorce, and so-and-so has had a breakdown, and so-and-so is in rehab, and, you know, it's all that kind of stuff. You know, and the world has lifted up the names of those particular people and have magnified them and, ele and elevated them. But let me ask you something. When the Lord Jesus Christ returns, do you think those names will ever mean anything? They won't mean anything. You won't pay any attention to all those names as opposed to the name of the Lord Jesus. That's exactly what Paul says far above all principality and power. This is a memorial. Now look with me over in Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, it's a name that every knee shall bow to. 
And you know something? I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> you know, every president of the United States, everyone that's been president will bow down to that name someday. Every Supreme Court justice will bow down to that name someday. Every congressman and every senator will bow to that name someday. Every person that has experienced great wealth and prosperity and notoriety will all bow to that name. Every terrible dictator that has ever lived, every mass murderer will bow to that name someday. And what name is it? Verse 5 of Philippians chapter 2. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto the death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath, might, hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. It's a name that every knee shall bow to. It's a name that executes judgment. Look with me over in Revelation 19. Revelation 19. You know, Jesus, in no uncertain terms, declared himself to be the great I am. And there isn't a cult in this world that believes that. You know, one of the criteria for understanding what a cult is, is their attitude toward Jesus Christ. That's the defining characteristic. Now, you know, one of the ways to deal with folks that knock on your door and want to give you their Watchtower magazine is just, just go immediately to John eight fifty eight, when Jesus declared that, that, uh, that he's the I am and ask them if they believe that. Or, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, that needs to be preceded by asking if, if they believe that Jehovah God is the great I am. They'll all, every one of them will acknowledge that. Well, then, what did Jesus have to say when he said that he was the I am? And then just, you know, run them through some of those passages that we just looked at, where Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. I am the good shepherd. I am. I am. I am. I mean, clearly, Jesus is identifying himself with God Almighty. And in fact, he says he is God. Now, Either he was either who he said he was, or he was the greatest imposter that ever perpetuated on the human race. It's one or the other. It's one or the other. Now, in Revelation 19 and verse 11, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written, that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth the sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and, the, and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. 
Now, did you notice that in your King James Bible, King of Kings and Lord of Lords is all capital letters? Did you notice that? Did you notice back in Exodus chapter 3, I am that I am is all capital letters? The translators got it right. They didn't miss it. They got it right. All hail the power of Jesus' name. That's a memorial. God says, that's a memorial. My name. Well, then, here's another memorial I'd like to point you to. Go over to Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. Now, this one may be just a little bit more obscure, but very noteworthy nonetheless. Mark chapter 14. Now, if you're new with us, we look at the Bible a lot. We're Bible believers. That's why I'm constantly referring you to the Bible. You know, I don't really care whether you like my opinion or not. What I care about is that you observe what God says. That's what's important. That's what's important. Now, in Mark chapter 14 and verse 3, this is a fascinating little story. Mark chapter 14 and verse 3, And being in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she brake the box and poured it on his head. Now, this ointment allegedly came from a particular plant that's grown in the Himalayas. So, uh, you know, consequently making its way from the Himalayas to Israel, it became very expensive. I mean, very expensive. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and had been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always. Boy, is that politically incorrect. And whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. Now, the first memorial we considered was the memorial of the name of God. Now, this is a personal memorial. Now, you know, I live near a cemetery, okay? And when I drive by there, you know, I see the gravestones. You know, and the gravestones are basically, you know, they're a bit of a, of a memorial to that person's life. You know, their legacy, you know, whatever it is, there it is. And periodically when I'm driving by, you know, I'll stop and I'll pause and I'll ponder and I'll look at the headstones for a little while. You know, it's an earthly, physical memorial. That's what it is. That's all that it is. But that's what it is. Have you ever considered that God is not only capable but interested in giving you an eternal memorial? One that will live for generations and generations to come? Now, there's lots of um, interesting theology packed in these short verses here, but let me point out to you several practical lessons that stand out in the passage. These are just practical things that I think you'd appreciate. All right, number one, an act of love toward Jesus Christ is greater than visiting and feeding and clothing our fellow man. So, you know, the world's got it upside down. You know, they've got it in reverse. In their estimation, there's nothing better than clothing and feeding and taking care of our fellow man. And to be sure, it's a good thing. 
It's a good thing because that's the second commandment. But it's not the first. The first is, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul and all thy might. The second is, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. All right, number two. Jesus always accepts worship as proper and never refuses it. He tolerates and approves on the behalf of the, I'm sorry, of the belief that he himself is God. He accepts that. He acknowledges that. He is God. The third thing is, if you've, if you've done what you can, you've done all that you can do, then good. You've done what you needed to do. But if you haven't done all that you can do, then you have no room to gripe or criticize others that do. You see, some of the disciples were griping and complaining. You know, they're expostulating a worldly philosophy. This could have been sold and the money given to the poor. Sounds like Washington, D.C., doesn't it? You know, when LBJ launched the Great Society, you know, we were going to eradicate poverty in America. Well, you know what? We've spent trillions of dollars doing that. And you know, the ratios are worse now and not any better. And you know, you know, and this is a sidebar, but you know, the Bible says the righteous considereth the cause of the, pure, of the poor. The Bible endorses taking care of poor folks. It does. It does. The Bible talks about helping, helping folks out all the time. The Bible admonishes believers to always be on the watch. And if we could somehow help out, then we should help someone out. And right there, you know, the pinnacle of that whole doctrine is to consider the cause. Consider the cause. Some people are poor because they're lazy. God says they're lazy. And then you forget them. Some people are poor because, you know, they waste all of their revenue on frivolous things or worse. You see? Some people spend their income on gambling or liquor or something else. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing, and you don't help them out. Consider the cause of the poor. Jesus said you'll always have the poor. All right? Here's another one. Proper worship of the Lord Jesus will cost you something. So not only did this lady have to pay for this alabaster box with ointment, and she had to pay, in the estimation of the disciples, somewhere around 300 pence. Now, in a Bible formula, one pence is one day's wage. That lady paid the better part of an annual salary for that alabaster box. Could you imagine that? That's quite a deal. That's what she paid. And then she broke the box. She broke it. She broke the box. And um, it'll cost you something. It'll cost you something. Something has to be broken before real love can be poured out. And you find that over in Acts chapter 9. We have a guy by the name of Saul of Tarsus. And he's a persecutor of the church and Christians. And then all of a sudden, he's on the road to Damascus and he has a close encounter of the third kind. He has a close encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, doesn't he? And then what happens? He temporarily loses his eyesight. And you know, in all probability, he never fully regains it. Something had to be broken. You know, old Saul of Tarsus got broken up pretty bad on that trip. 
And as a result of that brokenness, then all of a sudden, you know, he found himself in a position where he could truly worship Jesus Christ. You know, when the Lord breaks something, he's got a reason for doing it. You know, when you and I break something, it's usually because we're clumsy. The Lord isn't clumsy, is he? No, not at all. You see, and so something has to be broken before real love can be poured out. And then the death of the Lord Jesus Christ is the most important thing, not his birth. All right, I'm going to say that one more time. I'm going to say it again. The death of the Lord Jesus Christ is the most important thing, not his birth. He was the one man who was born to die very specifically for you and for me and for our sins. And so the woman does well in anointing him ahead of time. Jesus acknowledged that. She has done this against my death. Now I want you to recall with me for a second, after the crucifixion of Jesus, he's lying in the tomb, and some of the disciples get in their heads, and uh, they say, all right, let's go anoint the body. Do you remember that? Well, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. This woman had it right. She acknowledged that the death of Jesus Christ was essential in her behalf. And, 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 and so she's offering what she could. She did what she could. And then, if we're to read John's account of this particular story, Mark doesn't say this, but John does. He said that the odor of it filled the house. It filled the house. Now, have you ever walked into a house or, and, and, and a, a particular aroma hits you? You know, whether it's good or bad? You know, I've been in both kinds, and you probably have too. I mean, it was just overwhelming. It was there, you know. You acknowledged it. You recognized it. You know, all of your nasal sense said, hey, hey, what, what is this that I'm smelling here? You know, as a kid, I, I loved Sundays at mom's house. I'd wake up Sunday morning, and the, the first thing that you would smell would be mom's sauce. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful aroma. And you know something? If I was behaving myself, which was always a relative situation, <laughs> you know, she would allow me to dip the heel of some fresh Italian bread into that deep, dark red sauce, and I just, mmm. <laughs> and are you hungry yet? Oh, man, it was terrific. It was terrific. The aroma filled the house. Well, here's the point. Real devotion to the Lord Jesus Christ cannot be hid, and it will fill the house. Now, if you have a house where there's a great love for the Lord Jesus, it'll fill the house. It will be noticed. It'll be observed, even by an unbeliever, even by a pagan. They'll sense that there's something here. It'll fill the house. You know, real devotion will immediately attract the criticism of those, you know, those moralists and, and the religious formalists who are trying to work their way to heaven by works of righteousness. Did not this woman, who did what she could, receive the brunt of criticism? Why would she do that? That doesn't make sense. She could have sold that. We could be distributing that to the poor. <laughs> and so it goes. If you give to the Lord Jesus Christ... If you give to missions, someone 
in your sphere of influence thinks you're crazy. Isn't that so? If you give and do what you can to advance the gospel. Now, I want you to notice that uh, wherever this gospel, Jesus said that wherever this gospel is preached, it'll be a memorial to her. You know, you and I have the opportunity to bring lasting memorials for eternity. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We're going to take our last break of the afternoon here. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll be back right after this. Don't you go away.
Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. I said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely.
Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and uh, we've been talking about God's memorials today as we uh, remember those who have uh, sacrificed themselves for our freedoms and our liberties today, talking about the memorials that God have that God has that are eternal, eternal. And uh, we've gone through two of them already, and uh, I'm going to give you the third one now. Let's go over to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter number 10. You know, there are lots of these memorials in the Bible. Uh, Unfortunately, I can't give them all to you in one sermon, but, um, you know, truthfully, it would be a good study. (laughs) You know, it really would. The memorials in the Bible. The memorials in the Bible. Uh, But here's one that I particularly like. I mean, I like them all, but... Uh, I like this one in particular. Uh, Let's look at Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10 and verse number 1. Acts chapter 10, verse 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. All right, so this guy's not a Jew, okay? Uh, He's an Italian. He's, He's one of my people, all right? Uh, you know, back up in New York, he'd be called a WAP or Guinea or, you know. Now, look, if you're, Ita- if you're Italian, don't get offended, all right? Like I said, I'm Italian too, all right? <laughs> so I can say it, and you can deal with it, all right? But uh, this guy's an Italian. This guy, he, he, he's an Italian over here. Uh, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the poor and to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid. And he said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Now, here's the memorial of a lost man. At this point, Cornelius is seeking, he's searching, he's looking. But he doesn't know the Lord. He doesn't know the Lord. It's it's a memorial of the searcher. The memorial of one who has a hunger in his heart to know God. The memorial of one who is sincere in all of those efforts to find out who God is, where he is, what he is, and how we can know him. That's Cornelius right here. And so, uh, you know, God responds to that memorial. God says, hey, you know what? I'm going to send an angel down to you and to, and to tell you the message is on the way. And so then ultimately the Lord says to Peter, he goes, hey, Peter, I want you to go down to this pagan's house and tell him about Jesus. Now, Peter, you know, being the good Jew that he is, isn't willing to go rub shoulders with the Gentiles, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, Peter's up on the roof having a little siesta, and all of a sudden he goes into a trance, and a, and a big sheet comes down from, from heaven uh, with all kinds of unclean critters on it, you know, uh, Italian sausage and, and you know, all that stuff. <laughs> you know, and all that stuff comes down, and the Lord says, you know, rise up and eat. And Peter says, oh, no, Lord, I have never eaten anything unclean like that. Three times he's exposed to that. And finally, Peter gets the idea, he goes, and, and I, he goes, I says, I think the Lord's trying to tell me something here, you know, Truthfully, Peter's brighter than most of us. You know, it only takes Peter three times. It takes most of us about 30. 
So Peter finally gets the vision. And then, you know, through a whole process of events, he's directed to go down to Cornelius's house and preach to him the gospel. And so Peter does. At first to his chagrin, but then he finally realizes, you know, God's in this thing. I'd better do what the Lord wants me to do. And so Peter goes down there and preaches to Cornelius and his house. And you know what he preaches in a nutshell? He preaches what we need to do, and that goes back to the second memorial in your Bible. And that's the last point. Go to Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. Now, this is the second one. This is the second one. And I purposely passed by it until we could, uh, you know, circle the wagons and come back to it at the end. Now, what, what, what Peter's preaching down here to Cornelius as a result of the memorial that God has honored, what is it? Cornelius' prayer and searching. Well, in Exodus chapter 12 and verse 11, we read this, And thus shall ye eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And behold, I'm, I'm sorry, and the blood... <laughs> And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and you shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. And so God says, hey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to kill that Passover lamb. Now, this is the last of the ten plagues that came upon Egypt. At the conclusion of this, God knows that Pharaoh will finally say to the people of Israel, just get out of here. Please, just leave. We can't wait for you to get out of here. And, and so God says, take the Passover lamb, kill it. Take the blood, dip the hyssop in it, put it on the doorpost and the door lintel, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Hence from this day, and from, hence from that day to this, it's been known as the Passover. Now, interestingly, God says you shall keep it forever. Now, let me ask you this. This last Passover season, this last Easter time, did you go out and find yourself a lamb? Did you, did you kill it? and put the blood on your doorpost and lintel? No? Why not? I mean, didn't God tell you to keep it forever? That's what he said. Well, then how come we're ignoring that very serious admonition? Well, over in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul gives us the answer, doesn't he? Christ is our Passover. He's our Passover. He is the Lamb of God. I don't need any other lamb because he's the perfect lamb. God said, that's a memorial. So do you know what Peter's preaching to Cornelius in his house down there? Christ the Passover. That's what he's preaching. Memorial to memorial to memorial. Every one of these are eternal memorials. 
you have an opportunity to establish an eternal memorial. You know, George Washington was a great man. And by all accounts, he was a saved man. By all accounts, he knew the Lord Jesus Christ, and he wasn't ashamed to say so. But the Washington Monument will not endure to eternity. But a memorial that God himself will build for you could very well do it. Are you a searcher? Like old Cornelius? God said, your prayer for an answer is a memorial. What a thing. How about the woman who broke the alabaster box? Do you know what the memorial comes down to? She did what she could. Quit worrying about what everybody else is doing. Worry about what you can do. She did what she could. And Jesus said, that's a memorial. I like it. Don't you? Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for this day. Lord, we want to thank you for the word of God. We thank you, Lord, for the preaching and the teaching of the word of God. Father, we thank you that you have uh, put these memorials in your precious written word so that we could have it for eternity. Because your word is settled in heaven and has been from eternity past to eternity future. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of salvation that you've given us. And Father, today, if there's any under the sound of my voice that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray, Heavenly Father, that today would be the day that they come to know him as their personal Savior. Father, we thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings of freedom and liberty that we have in this great country of ours. Father, we pray that that you would stay your hand of judgment. Lord, that you would show mercy upon us. And Lord, that you would draw us as a country back to you. Father, I thank you so much for all that you do. And we praise you today in Jesus' name, with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. And amen. All right, folks. Well, that will do it for episode number 98 of the Sword of the Spirit podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining us today on our Sermon Sunday broadcast. Head over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Look for that contact section. Send us over a message and your prayer requests. Also, you could uh, look for that support this podcast button. And if you can help us out with a recurring monthly contribution, we would appreciate that. Or a one time would be just as good. So we would appreciate that as well. Until we meet again on Thursday, win the loss no matter the cost. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. Or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.